Welcome to Brown AF, Brown, Ambitious, and Free. My name is Niha Winova, your host for the transformation of a lifetime. So the explosive success that you want is not only attainable, but it's much less stressful on you. I'm gonna give you the tips, tools, and get you into CEO thinking so that women and people of color just like you work smarter and get way ahead. This is legacy leadership and it's unlike anything you've been taught before. So tune in and listen up. Let's go. Welcome to Brown AF. Today, I want to talk about what to do when things get hard. And notice I said when things get hard, not if things get hard. So much of the media and TV and instant gratification and Instagram and images are always about what's positive, the high notes, the highlights. And what we know about life is that it is way more encompassing than that. There is way more that we are dealing with internally and externally. And we have evidence for that now as we are still making sense and emerging after COVID. I was reading an article today, my background is in healthcare, and how hard healthcare has been hit. Now, we knew, for those of us that have a background in administration, public health, we knew that healthcare would be seeing the effects and ramifications of COVID for years to come. There was so much strain and pressure put on those leaders and those caregivers, and we're emerging and we're doing the best that we can in that sector and in so many sectors. We know tech was hit really hard this year. We know that females are showing higher rates of burnout and that in two years, more than 50% of women are thinking about exiting where they are currently. So let your ears peak up. So let your ears perk up to that and let's really come to terms with what's happening. We are feeling stressed out. We are feeling burned out and this can lead to a drop in energy, a drop in health, a drop in purpose. So we're questioning things. We're feeling lost and we're feeling stressed and I want to cover that today. I want to talk about what we do when things get hard personally, in our lives, emotionally, when things get hard at work, when we face rejection, when there's things going on in the marketplace, because when we become more expectant of that, when we know it's going to happen, we can create internal solutions. We can become a fortress within ourselves. And I mean that in the best way, in the most powerful way, we can fortify who we are, what we do, how we think, our skill set, so that we can continue to move forward. And so I gave you some examples of how it's hard in the market. It can be hard in our lives. And that can be when we think we want to quit, we want to move, we want to do something different. But no matter what we choose to do, We want to have the best skills and the best capability within ourselves. This can happen when we lose a big contract, when we get passed over for a big promotion. A lot of times people contact me, something didn't go 
how they wanted in their career. They were passed over. They're feeling stuck. They're feeling stagnant. The golden handcuffs. They want to do something else. That's one side of it. And the other side of it is we have a team that we're assembling. We want to make sure they have all the resources, all the tools, and a culture that breeds success, that is a system associated and oriented and infused with success so that the system itself creates better and better results. And I want to talk to you about traps. I have four traps that I want you to be very mindful of when you encounter hardship, when things get difficult. So number one, when things get difficult, outside of us, what we tend to do, what I see often with my clients, what I know happens in human behavior is that we find fault. Our natural human tendency is to find fault or blame ourselves. And especially if you are a person of color, especially if you are a woman of color, this will be your knee-jerk tendency to think that something is actually wrong with me. I must be uniquely broken. Something must be uniquely wrong with me. Something must be wrong with my expertise, my knowledge. And that is just not the case. We spend so much time thinking about the wrong thing. We get caught up, swept away in ourselves. We lose track of the project. We lose track of our partners, what our teammates need. And we really lose track of the result that we're trying to create. We definitely stop seeing the bigger strategic picture, those big ideas, the big solutions, and we get caught up in our heads, in our thoughts, and an emotional cycle that does not benefit the end goal, and it's just not useful or productive. And this is just a patterned response that you have internalized that we don't often recognize when it's happening to ourselves. It's just inherent. It can become subconscious. We don't know that it's happening, but it has very damaging effects. So I want to point out, and I want you to notice when things aren't going well, in those moments, when you're alone, when you're driving, when you're feeling a low mood, when you're feeling dejected or demoralized, ask yourself, are you blaming yourself? Like literally who you are. Are you blaming that it's your fault, that something is wrong with who you are? We want to identify when that happens and stop that cycle, remove that pattern from our life so that it no longer becomes the subconscious mental patterning where we lose our edge. The second thing I want to point out, the second trap, is that we often want to continue to go it alone to fix everything ourselves. And the reason is we have the thought process of, I should be able to fix it by now. Only I can solve it. Sometimes it's, I'm the only one that can solve it better than anyone else. Or I don't want anyone to know. We feel shameful. We feel embarrassed. So we keep it to ourselves. And we think that maybe I will come up with the best solution. And oftentimes we, especially as women, we think it's weak to ask for help. And I know that there's that whole, you know, men driving, they don't ask for help. They don't want to ask for help, but we have become so accustomed to show up in a more masculine form in 
the office in business that we too will stop asking for help, especially when we have had to do so much on our own to succeed to get where we are anyway. We had to figure it out. And so we rely on ourselves. We did that through our education, through our training. You know, we definitely, most of us were lucky enough to have the support of our parents and family and friends, but we're the ones that raise our hands. We volunteer to do everything. We take on everything. We coordinate everything and always want to go above and beyond. We think that's what it means to be a team player at our own expense. And so we continue with that mentality, thinking we have to do it ourselves, even when things get really, really hard. So imagine all those wartime movies that we've seen. Imagine that something terrible is going on and you're the only soldier that's in the trench all alone. You don't have the rest of your platoon with you. You don't have a leader with you and you're just all alone. Imagine the terror. Well, that's essentially what you're setting yourself up for again and again and again when you don't seek real help when you don't get expert insight, expert development, expert training when you need it the most. It's precisely when you're pre-burnout, almost burned out, when you are exhausted, when you feel like you can't do it anymore. That is when you need the help. Actually, you needed it three cycles before that. But especially then, we want to watch our tendency to, to think that it's shameful or embarrassing to ask for help and make sure that you raise your hand then. Because we want to remember asking for help, having a great team, delegating, developing them, having a mentor, having a coach, that allows the rest of the people to make you shine. They can solve things in those nooks and crannies that you can't see, in those gaps that you are too busy to think about because you have so much to do. So you build on the result and you build their expertise. You do not have to do anything 100% when you have a phenomenal team, a mentor, and a coach helping you, building you, giving you the skills you need precisely when you need to execute them. That is the differential. And they help you get better and better and achieve faster and faster over time. You continue to get better. And especially when things get hard. So this is a true synergistic approach when so many of the best minds come together to fix one or two difficult problems. You will get out of that valley faster and with better skill. You will fill in those gaps and have more stability. Always the sum will be greater than its parts, which is really a powerful compounding factor. This is how you get multiple rewards at one time. This is the X factor. And I really want you to notice if you tend to go it alone, if you isolate, if you overburden yourself, you are creating a strain not only on yourself, but you're creating a strain on the system. When you are a key contributor, when you are a leader, a strain on you is a strain on the entire system. And the more that you hoard and hold on to, the more you are not allowing the rest of your team to feel valuable, to feel involved, respected, and for them to grow their expertise. 
And if they don't feel valuable, they won't stay. So you're hurting yourself, you're hurting them, you're hurting the organization when you have that mindset. And so many of us were trained that way. So it's how we think. But when we get to higher levels of success, we have to switch to a team-based approach and get all of the resources that we need to be fortified. And you want to do this so that you are less prone to burnout and you are less prone to breaking down. So that brings me to the third trap that I want you to be aware of is when things get really, really hard and we are extra strained, we think it will be helpful. We think that we need to complain or vent about it. And I just want you to notice if you get to a point when you're under a lot of strain, when things are hard, there's a tendency, you know, it can be natural to want to complain a little bit, to wallow a little bit, but it may feel good briefly in the moment because we get that dopamine hit when we're complaining and somebody else is corroborating, validating what we're feeling. So we feel supported, but you want to watch that. You don't want to spend a lot of time seeking other people's validation for your negativity and for the complaints. You want to, you know, have a safe place for that for a little bit of time, maybe a couple minutes. And then you want to make sure that you push up the sleeves figuratively and that you have a better way of dealing with it because you don't want to be building that negative energetic relationship with you and these other people. And you mostly don't want to be building a mental pattern in your brain that's telling you that that is the solution that you're seeking. It's not. It's a temporary little fix. It's actually buffering and it is not teaching you the best way to move forward. And so you don't want to continue to make that habit stronger by spending more time there than you spend time in actually working through it, actually processing what's upsetting you and get to the root of why it's upsetting you. And keep in mind that women are socialized to want to complain and to vent and to wallow. Hey, that keeps us out of the game. That keeps us out of power and out of making money and authority. And I'm not here for any of that. I want us to be aware that we are socialized in that way. And we see it all the time in images, on TV shows, on dramas. And we see that they're fighting and going after each other in a really catty way. And that might help these reality shows and what they're doing on their brand and, and probably their sales for sure. But it also just reinforces this belief that that's what women do, that we allow ourselves to spend a lot of energy and time in that kind of negative emotion. And I want us to get out of that. That's kind of like in the weeds. You'll hear me talking about in the weeds versus rising up into strategy. And so you want to literally give it a time limit. Maybe it's five minutes if you're, you know, traveling and you're at a conference and something has happened and you're, you know, facing the front. People are interacting with you all day. You're going to give a presentation. Give it five minutes privately in an elevator, in a restroom stall. And Acknowledge, yeah, something painful is happening, but you'll get to it when you can and you want to commit to processing through it, not just venting for the sake of venting. And that will allow you to come out of that 
come out of the stuckness and not give you an excuse to stay in there and not underscore that behavior that isn't as helpful or strengthening or productive as being strategic will allow you to do. And I also want to say with a lot of compassion, also notice if this tends to happen to you regularly because your emotions or your hormones might play a part in that. And if you know that this is going to happen, then you can allow yourself more compassion and a little more detachment, maybe less on your schedule when things are going to be more emotional for you. I don't want to say that it's not beneficial to us as women that we have strength of emotion, but I want you to have a lot of compassion and notice if there are times that you need more care and compassion, you have to give that to yourself first. And it's a real thing. So that brings me to the fourth trap that I want to talk about. And it's this idea of something bad or hard is happening around me. And I'm going to continue to do the same things I've always done with no change, but I'm just going to do more of what's not working. And one of the reasons we do this is because we are addicted to actioning a lot, to doing more, to expending energy, to having a really long to-do list. And so we continue to take the same actions, but just more of them, which is exhausting and depleting. And I want to remind you that a lot of times those same actions will just give you more of what you already have. It doesn't let you rise up, get bigger than the problem, get a better vantage point. So we want to make sure that we notice if we have that if we're accustomed to not getting help and if we think it's a weakness or even a stigma that we have the support that we need. And so we want to make sure that as women, we understand that our network is super important. Having friends that help us bounce ideas off and give us different resources and experiences and strategizing people that are doing what we're doing in the same arena that Dr. Brene Brown says, hey, I want to get advice from people that are doing what I'm doing. And that is going to really be powerful for you. A lot of times women feel that we're too busy to connect. We're too busy to get to know one another, too busy to build these relationships because we're so invested in our careers. And I want you to make sure that you're building community and relationships and an entire system of success that gives you what you need, that energizes you. Having people, having that team, having a mentor and a coach and a system that supports you will help you when things get tough. You want to have people that are as committed and as a part of your goal and as and towards your results as you are. I was at an event last night for women founders and we were talking about how women just get so bogged down with so many responsibilities that they don't make time for professional development and for developing their skills that help them get better faster. This saves money. This saves energy. This saves time in the short run and the long run, which is healthy for you so that you have more time to do what you want in your life, so that you are energized. So I want to make sure that we change that belief right now so that you have every advantage. 
you're enjoying what you're doing and you're not going it alone. You must be investing in your skills so that you have the progress that you want. And you want to be enjoying time with people and leveraging that. It can't just be that you're all work and no fun and no play. You want to make sure that you have a full system that is looking out for you and energizing you and making this journey a good one. It makes all the difference. And so if you are feeling stuck, if you are finding that you're all alone, if you are feeling like you don't have anybody to turn to or that you just want to somehow keep it all to yourself or wallow or complain, I want you to remember that there are options for you that make you stronger. So look out for these four traps, which are, again, thinking you're at fault or to blame, wanting to go it all alone and fixing it yourself. The third one is we think we want to complain or we need to wallow for a really long time or vent without it being really productive or strengthening. And the fourth thing is we continue to do the same things over and over and over without questioning if we can do something differently that is a better solution that is more strategic. So if you identify with any one of these traps, there are many different ways to solve it so that you are getting the help that you need, that you're investing in your skills, that you don't feel like you're going it alone, and that you're not just complaining or venting, but you're actually building a way of thinking in your brain that is a quicker, faster way to have the best solution, no matter what you are facing. And you want to make sure that you're not doing the same thing again and again, but you're really using re-energized tools and strategic frameworks to solve problems, to build them into the system in SOPs and in processes that elevate your entire team so that you're doing things together better, faster, and that you are shining you yourself as a leader and you together as a group. That is what synergy is all about. So I hope this has been helpful. I know so many people are working really, really hard and feeling really stuck and lost and stressed. This leads to burnout. We are trying to prevent burnout here so that you feel really strong and supported and fortified and healthy and happy so that you can be the most powerful leader in your life and in your career and at work. That is what we are here for. So next week, tune in again for a great episode. You are always welcome here. Share this episode with people that are having a rough time that need some support and want to watch out for these traps and get really specific tools to help them. Between now and next week, go out there, be really brave, really bold, really amazing AF. See you next week. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us and listening to our podcast. We invite everybody who believes in inclusive success to join the mission here at Brown, Ambitious, and Free. This is for you to be more of who you are 
and succeed with simple tools and unlearn things that don't support your success. Please subscribe and share this podcast with other supporters and ambitious change makers and visionaries who want to be a part of this important movement to change the face of leadership and wild success. Check out our website to learn all the different ways to connect with me and work with me. You can work with me as a private coaching client one-on-one by booking a consultation call at www.nihacoaching.com. That's N like Nancy, I India, H Harry, A Apple, coaching.com. I also work with leadership teams and organizations to supercharge the leadership and execution and build a culture of success. Send us a message and book a call. Finally, would you like me to speak at your organization or association? That's easy to do. Reach out to us and schedule a masterclass or workshop. Come back every week for important discussions that will revolutionize the way you think, create, and perform to get greater and greater success. I will show you how to use a proven methodology that takes out the guesswork and adds to your success. Join us here each week and spread the message. We will see you soon.